0: It's slow that sets the scene for the love of God to invade those places of fear in our story to reestablish safety with God. Mm -hmm. The reason why you procrastinate, the reason why you overwork, the reason why you people please, the reason why you shame yourself, the reason why you overthink things, the reasons why you assume the worst, the reasons why you're a perfectionist. Each of these self sabotage forms is motivated by a need to secure safety. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism secures it by doing things that are right. I am safest when I do things right. Mm-hmm. Um, people pleasing is I'm safest when other people are happy and secure. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey friend, you're listening to The Gracious Warrior Podcast with me, your host, Jodine Barba. If things like aligned prosperity, a healthier body, a calmer mind, and a happier home speak to your heart, you're in the right place. I love reminding people where their true identity comes from and how equipped we actually are to be who God has called us to be with grace and strength. I have something to say and I hope it blesses you. Let's start the conversation. Hello. Welcome again to the podcast. I have a special guest here, Tori Hine. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for being on. Of course. So Tori is a, an incredible woman. We we met um, when our paths crossed in a previous com- the same previous company. And actually at first, I didn't even realize we were in the same company at one time. I know. We had never met in real life, which is sad. Yeah. We so. were at the same events, the same celebrations and stuff. And we didn't even miss our paths. Yeah, totally. And then, um, as I made some changes in my career, I was introduced to Tori by my friend, Molly, who's amazing. And we dove into one of your courses, Tori, yes. that was work from worth. And we actually got a group of women together to do the course together. And it was beautiful and it blessed us in so many ways it bonded us as women of faith women in Christ that really were seeking kingdom focused entrepreneurship and your your message was exactly what we needed because we know it was from God and it was just about you know learning how to work um from a place of worth rather than always striving to to find our worth so Tori yeah. is just so you guys know a little bit about her background she what she's doing now is absolutely incredible and i'm always so inspired by what she has going on and how she's using you know how god is using her to speak to women of faith and what she's doing now is she's a trauma informed story coach and business strategist for women who are very ambitious and wanting christ to go first and lead their their way so beautiful i'm so excited so tell us a little bit about you and what's going on
0: absolutely yeah i the shift in your life, like as you're as you're following the thread of the faithfulness of God and leading you forward in whatever you're called to, it's interesting to look back and see the intricate ways that God forms and fashions your story. How absolutely nothing is on accident, and I mean, this podcast with you is evidence to that. Mm-hmm. Um, God is always. Um, on the move. And he's always taking us from glory to glory. And so, although I'm incredibly grateful for the time and the provision and the lessons learned in the previous company that we worked at together, I'm also grateful to see the faithfulness of God extend as we both obediently recognize. I actually don't think that this is a place for me to flourish in my gifting any longer. Mm -hmm. And it's important to discern um, between what our sin issues and then what our weights, when you reference back to that verse that says, um, we press on toward the upward call of Christ Jesus. And then it talks about casting off every sin and every weight that so easily entangles us to be able to, you know, um, mm-hmm. press for this upward call. It is very nuanced in, um, the process of discerning, um, the friction and the perseverance that you face when that needs to just be persevered through mm-hmm. and the resistance that you encounter that you begin to understand, oh, I actually think this is a weight that needs to be cast off. Mm-hmm. This is not resistance that needs to be persevered through. This is resistance to the end of a season and to a change. Yes. And um, you don't know that right away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) until all of a sudden you know it and um and now looking back on my story and the reason why I ended up as a trauma-informed coach and now working with um, ambitious women of faith to help them clarify and activate their god-given calling um and then also plugging them in with resources to then you know work with strategies that actually allow them to build and scale businesses with, you know, clarity and strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, My desire is to look back on our stories and go, what can we learn from what we've experienced? And um, you have a story, I have a story, and um, each of us has a story. And beneath the surface level or in the visible manifestations of our behaviors that we really want to see, shift and change and, or the behaviors, whether good or bad, that, um, impact our body and our relationships to work Mm -hmm. there underneath it is a root system that has formed in response to the trauma that we have experienced. Um, and all of those behaviors work to keep us safe.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, um, When we're working with um, entrepreneurs who are trapped in dysfunctional cycles of behavior that they desire to change, self-sabotage forms like, you know, perfectionism, procrastination, overworking, shaming, assuming, guarding against others' emotions, um, feelings, the answers to how we break those dysfunctional patterns in our story actually requires us to dive into the depths of the details of our story and invite the love of God in to come in to the places where brokenness has invaded and fear is present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And
1: so you're speaking, when you say trauma, you're speaking about trauma before, you know, trauma that can go how far back? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, a little about my story. I grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I felt like I had no, no story really to process with God and others. It's that I'm too blessed to be stressed sort of (laughs) idea. Uh I belittled a lot of the pain that I witnessed and the pain that I physically experienced because it seemed really insignificant compared to the suffering of other people around Mm me. Yeah. And I mistakenly believed that trauma only encompassed like extreme experiences like sexual abuse or violence or natural disasters or neglect. Mm-hmm. So it was almost as if I took on the role of the hero to help save and support other people who were traumatized. But me, I mean, I'm not traumatized.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: None of these things I had encountered in my life. Mm-hmm. But in 2020, I found myself in a three-day trauma-informed intensive with the nonprofit that I now work with called Freedom Movement. And I thought that I was going to be gaining coaching skills for the business that I was currently running in health and wellness. Mm -hmm. By the end of those three days, I was undone, undone. It was just this like stripping back and seeing clearly for the very first time what my story really looked like. And at Mm -hmm. first it was very disorienting. And then it was full of a glimmer of hope that there were um, like clear reasons why I was trapped in an endless cycle of insecurity and Mm -hmm. overworking. And although I was producing um, really uh, impressive to some people um, results, Mm-hmm. through life, I was still trapped in a place of fear and a perspective of myself that I was a total failure. It's mm-hmm. so, never enough. Never enough. Yeah. So as I drove, dove deeper into the understanding of how trauma affects the brain, mm-hmm. I realized that there are more nuanced ways that the body adapts to protect us from danger. Um, and so while my experiences might not be as severe as somebody else. Over time, these small moments of pain that we bypass, if they remain dismissed and belittled, Mm -hmm. they compound and they create the weight that is just as weighty as these major traumatic experiences like I listed before. There was still pain in my story that needed tending.
1: Yeah, like that toxic positivity when you just ignore it. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. And you're not addressing the compounding, the, the, over time, these things continue to build up and, and there's that, um, almost like guilt for who am I to even think that I, I should have an issue or that I should have trauma because I am so blessed. I have so much going for me. I've had so much success. Who am I to complain? You know, there's that guilt.
0: Yeah. And then that's what creates these, um, you know, I'm a fraud belief systems. Mm-hmm. I don't have what it takes. I need to do more. I need to be more. I don't have the support system, you know, all of these broken beliefs that we're told, just stop believing those things, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. or, you have no reason. Oh, and it is excuse. And oh, I'm trying really hard to break free from that. No, the truth is, is that until your trauma in your story has an empathetic witness Mm -hmm. until you begin to get honest about what you have experienced and invite the love of God and the love of others to be that empathetic witness, you will remain bound by those moments of shattering in your story. Mm -hmm. And for the person that doesn't have huge sexual trauma or huge, you know, like backgrounds of like you know, clearly I can name traumatic experiences, um, that may be present or may not be present in your story, but for the more nuanced traumas, let's just say like the abusive culture of an industry or, um, leadership in a church that was dishonoring Mm -hmm. or friendships that were manipulative or workplaces that didn't honor boundaries, Um, mothers and fathers that would neglect you or ignore you, um, sibling rivalries, um, you know, words that were spoken that were shameful over your body that motivated different actions for, you know, your health journey. Mm -hmm. These are all moments of shatter in your story. And the truth is, is that we all have experienced trauma in our lives. Nobody is exempt from this. Yes,
1: (laughs) it's so true.
0: Yeah. No one is exempt from this. And at a very young age, what happens is when we encounter this danger and this harm, our brains instinctively respond to protect us. And that forms the basic foundation of trauma understanding. So, um, and I mean, God has masterfully created our bodies with remarkable nervous systems. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's (laughs) talk about this yeah I mean, the, your nervous system comprises co- is comprised by the brain and the spinal cord and your nerves and you're um I'm not an expert in nervous system um you know all the details of how the nervous system works I'm not a um expert in that but the but I've done a big deep dive this last two years in learning enough to understand that this intricate system coordinates all of our actions. Mm-hmm. This is all of our sensory information and it controls all the essential bodily functions like breathing or digestion, but it also is what generates the, f- all of your emotions
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, including the, including the feeling and the manifestation of fear and your primary function for your nervous system is to ensure your survival and your safety, And what's so interesting is that now looking back, I can see that there were moments of shatter in my story, damage in my story that were bypassed by manipulative nervous system, you know, regulations. Like if you're in a a huge arena, Mm -hmm. for example, and you're getting pumped up by the person on the stage and they're getting you riled up and your cortisol levels increase and your adrenaline levels increase if you okay. engage in that. And the like genuine concern or questions that you may have or the pain that you're currently experienced is bypassed by this like shot of cortisol and yeah. adrenaline.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then you leave your um, arena to head up to your hotel room and get to work because you're pumped up and you're ready to go. Yeah. And you're bypassing the pain for another couple of weeks until it arises again and you need that another shot of adrenaline yes and I realized this was not just something in the culture that I was existing in but I I didn't know how to practice stillness or silence or solitude as spiritual Mm -hmm. practices um because anytime that I got still I got anxious and it was like there's too much to do you can't you can't do that Mm -hmm. and so what happens is we're constantly like Um, responding to threats and, and pacifying those threats. And our nervous system is like, you're unsafe, you're unsafe. Oh, you know, calm it down. And every self-sabotage form is your body's learned method of adapting to the presence of pain and damage in your story. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why, for example, you have some women who are like super big performers, right? Like they mm-hmm. get their capacities are out the wall. They can do ten times more than somebody else. And then for the other, their nervous system hypo regulates; it doesn't hyper regulate. And when they're stressed, they numb out. They're yeah. sh- they shut down. They can't think anymore. They can't reason anymore and they need to go to bed and they yeah. take a an- <laughs> totally detach. Yeah, yeah. And both of those are responses, nervous system responses to threat. Both of them are how each individual's story has nurtured that person and even their framework and personality and biology, mm-hmm. set that person up to respond to fear and how to. Secure safety, yeah. So, whether they like to or not, the girl over here overperforming just lives in a culture where that is praised, mm-hmm. and so then it compounds because not only is she like you know working basically from a place of urgency and fear and creating these results out of you know need to survive, whether yeah. she really has awareness over this or not, and then she's getting pumped up by you know Zoom calls and you know, events and whatever else of like, yeah, you can do it and buy, you know, like anchor yourself to your goals, yeah. um, where you just go, oh, I'm doing things right. Like this is the way to a fruitful and abundant and flourishing life. And then they're praised for it. And that cycle mm-hmm. compounds until you find yourself buried neck deep in, um, your own grave that you've dug for yourself, you know,
1: but you're literally describing my life. Like not at the moment, but that is literally what had happened to me. And I exact same situation. I remember sitting in an arena and like, it's exciting and the music's going. And, and I remember there was a moment where I saw up on the screen, there was, um you know, the founder of this company, his picture up there. And I remember thinking this still quiet voice was telling me there's something off here. There's something off that, you know, it's all, it it felt like we were almost supposed to worship. I mean, maybe that's an extreme way of saying it, but in my mind, that's what I was hearing that it it feels as if the whole arena is almost idolizing Mm -hmm. the founder of this company. And it felt uncomfortable. It felt, it felt off to me, but the noise and the hype and everything, I pushed those thoughts aside. And I, I just kept going, no, I must, it must not be right because everybody around me is so moved. I, it just, you know, I just went with the flow instead of listening to God's voice speaking yeah. to me in that moment. And it wasn't for another year before I realized, oh, what's going on here is like, this isn't, this isn't healthy for, mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. It was- you
0: speak to like, idolatry you have mm-hmm. to remember that in moments like that where you're like i want to honor the founder of this company or absolutely whatever, you know?
2: mm-hmm.
0: honor cannot exist without um honesty
2: mm-hmm.
0: without honesty you can't have honor mm-hmm. and so if i'm going to honor someone from a place of truth and love there has to be there has to be humility and honesty on my part to truly honor them, not from a place of motivation from others, but from a motivation of purpose and love. Yes. Um, one of my mentors, Adam Flores, who I work alongside of in a mastermind that we help entrepreneurs build and scale their course businesses, um, we were talking the other day about multiple the multiple levels of motivation. And like, if you're motivated on a base level of, because someone told me to do this, which is like the classic um, employee type thing, you know, like, I'm going to tell you what to do, do your job. And I want you to do it because I told you to do it. And I'm doing it also to produce like a physical need, like um, paying for something to eat, (laughs) paying for, Mm -hmm. you know, basic needs for security. Right. Okay, Um, and then the next level up would be um, working out of a place of doing it because the other person wants me to. And there's some sort of like relational connection there. And there may be a little bit more of an idea of what you could gain from it or how you could create this sense of security personally, like your your independence type thing. And then the next level is like desire. Like I'm here because there's a purpose, I'm here because it's creating a, a difference. And um that is beautiful, but yet still it doesn't quite meet that top level of motivation, which is this motivation of a clear understanding of your God-given call mm-hmm. and the motivation being a pure motive of love. Yes. So at the end of the day, like Jesus said, love. Like love trumps everything else. And even in first Corinthians, when you're hearing these, um, you know, these, this edification that Paul is offering to the Corinthian church about how to use their gifts. Mm -hmm. He's like, listen, at the end of the day, you could go to the stake, you know, you could die, (laughs) you could lay your life down. And if your life is absent of the motivation of love, Um, true, intrinsic, God-honoring, God-aligned, God-producing love, then you're nothing more than a clanging gong. Mm -hmm. So in those (laughs) moments like that, where you're like, I'm in an arena that sounds like clanging gongs because we're all clapping because we're at that very bottom motivation of because you told me to, or even second level, because you want me to, or even the third level of like, well, I kind of want to, there's always that triumphant motivation at the top of like, does this honor and glorify and align with the love that is sourced from our good and perfect father and the spirit brings that like discernment Mm -hmm. and that conviction. And we have to explore it because like you were experiencing fear in that moment to a certain degree, and that you're like, this doesn't feel safe, yeah. which, you know, and, and um, if God has created our nervous systems to respond to threats, then it becomes clear that fear and um, these nervous system responses serve actually as a tool to keep us safe. And the Holy Spirit, although emotions should not be listened to and leaders, they are, signposts for curiosity and compassion in our story Mm -hmm. um, for ourselves personally with the Lord. So, um, you know, fear itself is not the problem, the feeling of fear. Fear is signaling a deeper source from which that fear arises. Um, And that source to understand and, and and like uproot the root of fear in our lives (laughs) requires nurturing and care from a loving and empathetic heavenly father and a loving and empathetic community. And this can explain the reason why God does not simply remove the feeling of fear. We try to pray it away. Like God just make me like not afraid anymore. And it's not that he, he will not remove the presence or the feeling of fear. Instead, he invades it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's the beauty of like, you know, oh, just you hear all the time in like ambitious circles, like just make a decision and surrender and, um you know, like make the choice. And we live under like this umbrella of the Nike slogan, as if it's like, the end all be all just do it just you do know? it yeah and um if it was that simple everyone would just do it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like yeah. it's not that simple um and john 5 really beautifully describes god's love and its workings within us and the passage um, declares this beautiful truth in First John. Um, it's First John four eighteen mm-hmm. that perfect love casts out fear,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because fear is associated with punishment, and I, we run an online membership with the nonprofit that I work with, Freedom mm-hmm. Movement. I help run all of their online um, courses and programs. We have an online membership. So I brought this verse to them two weeks ago and I was like, I would love to hear what's your, what comes up for you when you hear this verse? Um, Because this verse has also been used to bypass pain and like, um, you know, keep us trapped in these cycles because it's almost as if it's been, um, it's been used at the same level as the Nike slogan, Mm -hmm. just do it. And like perfect love casts out fear, so like just believe, you yeah. know, and <laughs> get over it and believe and cast it out and move on, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, some of the people in our community really had some great responses to this. Um, one of the one of the women was like, "Oh, this feels like a a warm hug for me," you know. Like oh, that's good. Thank you for sharing. And um, another woman though said it makes me feel like I've never actually encountered the real love of God because mm. I experienced so much fear in my everyday wow. life. So she, it produced, it didn't produce comfort for her, it produced shame.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then another honest friend said that this was the passage that caused her to white knuckle her way through life, mm. overcome the power of fear by trying to prove her faith.
2: hmm
0: And for each of these women, there is a story. They hear, they hear this one verse and one of them has a loving response. One of them has a shaming response. One of them had an overworking response. One of them had a people pleasing response. They're all reading this verse through the lens of the perspective of their story. Mm -hmm. Um, And The truth is, is that wherever fear is present, it indicates an area within us that is still being transformed and cared for Mm -hmm. by the,
1: by the love that God and only God can give to us. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a very different feeling. I, um, I kind of mentioned to you earlier about my experience just, I think it was just last weekend, actually, or the weekend before I was Mm -hmm. at an event and there was that but and now I'm at a place where I can recognize it. I, you know, when you start doing this work and, and realizing your own trauma that maybe started way back in childhood, or maybe it's, you know, compounded over time and it's it, it maybe a current occurrence that's still happening, but being able to recognize it um, and protect yourself from it. So I was in, at an event, a small, a small event, but there was that familiar feeling of, of kind of hype and like you just got to commit you just got to believe you just got to do it and i i i didn't feel the same way that i had felt in the past when i'd experienced that i recognized it and i protected myself from it and i wasn't i could be in the room where i saw i observed what was happening with the other people around me and i wasn't i wasn't engaging at all i wasn't it wasn't connecting with me and then I think it was maybe even that same night, there was another, um, it was the same event, but another speaker came and spoke from such a place of a genuine love, a true man of God. And it was so beautiful. I was so, um, I felt more connected with myself. I felt more connected with God and my true calling. And that is such a beautiful way of feeling motivated and truly, truly inspired by God, not by the hype in the room. And it was just like the same day, two totally different experiences, but be able to, to recognize it. So the work required, um, well not required. If you want to work through this, there is a requirement uh, that you need to go through as far as trauma, um, the strategies in place and, Um, that you have in your course I can't wait to dive in even more to this because even the small amount of work that I've done thus far has significantly helped me
0: it's so good I mean your story makes me think of an even more like relatable experience that many people have had um, where like if you were a child and you woke up in the middle of the night with a nightmare or you felt afraid in the middle of the night and if your response from your parents is you're fine, just go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Do you stay afraid? Most likely. Yeah. Um, most likely it's basically offering that same perfect love, cast out fear, or just do it, just go back to bed, just mm-hmm. do it and stop being afraid. Just do mm-hmm. it. You know? And that's what, you know, you crawl into little Jody's mind or little Tori's mind and, um, and we're like brought back to our little selves feeling afraid
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and being bypassed and dismissed. Like, you know, all of us have, our parents are amazing, whatever, like God bless them. We can honor them, but like, they're not perfect. So we have these moments of shatter. Um, But what's the difference when you're met instead with criticism or with bypassing or with, you know, toxic positivity and hype.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And instead you're met with compassion. You're met with gentleness. You're met with containment, mm-hmm. someone who can contain that fear um, by a parent who takes a moment to recognize, oh, this fear is very present in my little daughter's body. hmm let me rub your back for two minutes and help you calm down so you can go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's reestablishing and receiving love. That's what perfect love casts out fear. When you're thinking perfect love casts out fear, I want you to think of your mom rubbing your back Mm -hmm. and helping you go to sleep when you feel afraid after experiencing a nightmare. Yeah. That produces, that kind of makes me want to be teary-eyed a little bit, you know? Yeah, me too. It's very different from, this perfect love casts out fear critical intense hyped up response mm-hmm. but we have a loving father and what's so comforting is that like this struggle between fear and love is not unique to us <laughs> and you yeah. and- right it is a human reality for every human being and it's comforting to know that like even the apostle paul struggled with this reality of sin and fear in his body and that he wrestled against that that spirit wrestled against the spirit of love that dwelled within him Mm -hmm. in the holy spirit and in paul's words in romans 7 he describes that internal struggle saying that even though he desired to do good it's like no child comes into the room going like i don't want to sleep for the rest of the night so yeah um they're like I'm tired and I'm afraid. And I had a nightmare um, that there's this, there's this struggle, right? I desire to do good. I want to go back to bed. If I'm a little kid, I want to grow a thriving business. Mm -hmm. I want to honor my family. I want to do the good. Like I want to live in alignment with God's perfect will. Mm -hmm. Um, And that even though he desired to do good sin, and its effect was still alive within him. And when you think like from a trauma-informed perspective, if your brain was like soil and you, um, like you were designed with goodness, right? And sin comes in to shatter and break and destroy the goodness that we were authored with, created with by God. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if fear comes to plant inside of our minds and in all the twists and turns of our brains, you know, matter, Mm-hmm. We see the effect of sin and fear, um, and that dictates the way that we respond to the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so like, we can all record, we can all relate to Paul's cry at the end of that chapter when he's like, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Mm-hmm. And he follows this question with a proclamation of praise that millions of people have sung and millions of people will to come. Thanks be to God who delivers present tense, delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Ah, and so this is when like the gospel becomes good news. Like the gospel is not just like, get over it you know uh, it's jesus paid the price for our redemption with his mm-hmm. body he broke the power of fear by removing the punishment of death when you boil down every single fear that you could possibly experience as a human it boils down to you're afraid of dying
2: mm-hmm.
0: i'm afraid that i won't bu- i won't pay my bills and i won't build my business and that my life will be worthless and then i'll lose my home and my kids will leave me and my husband will leave me and I'll be homeless and then I'll get sick and I'll die. You know, Mm -hmm. like at the end of every single thread of fear, the ultimate end of any fear you experience is death. Jesus came in to remove the punishment of death. And after he he rose from the grave and ascended into heaven, he offers us his Holy Spirit to dwell within every human body that chooses to believe in him, Mm -hmm. which means that in Christ, We now have access to the presence of love in our human body and this spirit of love brings transformation and this love has the power to rewrite those neural pathways in our brain that were engraved by fear to empower us to live for eternity now. And it's like the veil is torn to see things for the first time as an overflow of God's love reflected in all of creation, including our own bodies on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it wasn't until somebody described to me what the nervous system was, where I suddenly had a tangible understanding of the flesh, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and how it's redeemed by God supernaturally, but also practically too. Um, before this, it's almost like the flesh it's like in those horror horror films where you have the like crescendoing like symphony music in the background. Yeah. Oh, and like It's my flesh taking over. And it's like in the background and you're like, no, not the flesh, you know? Uh-huh. Can we ever escape it? Can we ever break these bonds, you know? And, yeah. um, <laughs> and, but this connection between the term of the flesh and the brain and the nervous system was a connection that felt almost like God reached down from heaven and pulled a light, pulled the string on a little light bulb in my brain to mm-hmm. illuminate like, <gasps> what? You know, yeah. I, our stories don't start with in the beginning, you were a dirty, rotten sinner and you need to prove that you're good enough in order to win God's love.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Our stories begin with love and goodness yeah. and that love and goodness was shattered by the reality of sin that has severed us from the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And the love of Jesus invites us to return and to remain in the state that we were created for. And yes. so, return to the garden, like where we got to exist in perfect unity with God, apart from the presence of brokenness. Mm-hmm. And, um, with Jesus, our life story and the pathways in our brains have the possibility of being rewritten.
1: Yes. And having, you know, a a thriving business or, you know, reaching your quote unquote goals, whatever they may be, preferably God's, you know, all in alignment with God going first, him leading the way it can happen. It can, that's what I've been talking a lot about, you know, social media Is a rough place to be. Having an online business can be rough. Living amongst so many people that are so driven by hustle culture can be really hard. But I feel that when I take the time to be still every single morning with my Lord, I feel so much more calm, so much more at peace, so much more focused that it's almost like I feel like it's less is more. I'm not hustling, I'm not hustling. I'm not, I'm I'm working hard when the time is right, but I have more stillness, more quiet time, but I have more productivity and more, more joy and more happiness. So it, there's encouragement here that we can, as businessmen and women, you can have whatever success looks like for you without feeling so overwhelmed and so overstimulated and so shameful and so afraid and so Amen. fearful.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In John 15, Jesus gives us one single word as a marker for what a true life that flourishes with God looks like, and it's the word remain. Mm. He says it 11 times. And so in seasons where margins are really tight, remaining with God its, it's and centralizing him and his perfect love in everything that we do Mm -hmm. moves this from behavior modification where quiet time and the things that you do for God are what, what are defining your worth and safety,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, to centralizing his presence in everything that you do,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: not just your quiet time in the morning, it's surrendered all the time. It's checking in with him at breakfast and bringing him to work and Bringing him to your podcast interviews, you know, mm-hmm. or um, eating lunch with him, and bringing his presence with you mm-hmm. and with him, he says in that passage, "You can do anything apart from me, though you can do nothing." Mm-hmm. And when we centralizing his presence is so different from prioritizing his presence.
2: Mm-hmm. But-
0: um, one true. has an end, uh, like a, a a part on your schedule. Mm-hmm. The other one highlights and and it invades everything. It's I liken it to this um, example that I use as an imagery of I make these really great tacos, not to toot my horn or anything, but they're very <laughs> easy to make. They're great. There's this green salsa that I buy from the store. I forget what the name of it is. I like envi- envision the the label, Um, and when I slow cook, all I have to do is pour this salsa in with. Is it an avocado salsa? No, it's no. Like a, I'm gonna now it's gonna bother me. It's gonna. <laughs> um, but but when I put the chicken breasts in and I let it slow cook with this salsa, the meat is perfect for chicken tacos, and then mm. I like. Um, just to finish off my little ex, you know, uh, my explanation of this meal, <laughs> but I take my corn tortillas and I cook them in olive oil, um, front and back to make them Brown. And then mm-hmm. I sprinkle them with a little bit of garlic salt. And you put the chicken in there with Cotija mm-hmm. cheese and like chopped cilantro. Mm-hmm. And it's the easiest meal. And it is so delicious. And all of us love it. Well, if instead of doing that, I cooked chicken, and then I put the salsa on top of Mm -hmm. the chicken, but I didn't cook it into the chicken. The flavor is completely different.
2: Mm. It's
0: good, but it's not integrated. Like right time that we eat it, you can't really, you can't pull apart or wipe away the salsa from the chicken Mm -hmm. when I slow cook it. Mm -hmm. When I just put chicken on and I put the salsa on the top, I could run it underwater. And that's what happens is like when God is just prioritized, it's like putting salsa over cooked chicken. Mm-hmm. And you can take that salsa covered chicken and, and pour it under the water of all of the like overwhelm that you have in your life and all of this mm-hmm. chaos and whatever, and it washes the yeah. salsa. And so then we find ourselves overwhelmed and crawling back to the same dysfunctional patterns. But when we are centralized, I mean, I could run that, that chicken under the water as much as I want. It's still going to taste like the salsa. Yeah. Um, And so inviting the love of God in with specificity in our stories to go back to these moments of damage and pain in our stories Mm -hmm. where we were like, I need to be safe from that experience again. Yeah. When we invite the love of God to come in and tend then the sting of death, which is the ultimate form of punishment, ends up not having any more control over us because the presence of God has been centralized into every part of us. And that Mm -hmm. takes a lifetime of loving and knowing God. And that's what it means to have our minds renewed. To yes. walk in victory in human our human flesh and receiving the love of God that has the power to rewrite the narratives that fear created within us. Mm-hmm. Our behavior changes as a result of the overwhelming presence of God's love in our
1: story. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we can remain, remain in Him. You know, it 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 makes me think about just you know, the chore of doing dishes. Yes, you can delegate. Yes, you can have other people take turns in the family and doing dishes. But I'm at a place now where I want that that, to be so marinated in my time with the Lord that I honestly look forward to doing the dishes because that's when I've turned it into my my time where I, like, it makes me want to cry. I praise Jesus while I'm doing dishes. Yeah. I'm giving him so much thanks. And oh my goodness, look at me. So overwhelmed with this, because that's, I look forward to those joyful moments that would otherwise be disdain. It would just be resentment that I have to do the dishes again. I'm so tired. There's so, And then I find myself, especially with the evening dishes, I feel so renewed and I feel so peaceful and I'm ready to go about my evening and I'm, that much more equipped to be patient and to be, I actually feel more energized in the the evening when I, I have that, that time. So I look forward to those moments throughout my day, driving in my car, when I'm in my shower and I can even be in a busy arena. I can even be in a room where I feel this does not align with me, but I can be so present with the Lord in that moment. And I can still have that peace and that fulfillment. And that's the goal. That's, that's the that's, goal.
0: Yeah. Bring him with you wherever you go. It's his last words that he spoke before ascending into heaven. Behold, I'm with you always.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It makes sense too, P.S., that washing the dishes would be therapeutic for you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that would help helps me calm my nervous system when I'm feeling dysregulated is running my hands under warm water.
2: Mm. slowly.
0: Um, like I had an experience in in an airport recently where I was like very overwhelmed. And it was the simple response of like helping myself regulate is going to the bathroom. And then I took my time and very slowly washed my hands and paid Mm -hmm. attention to the details and didn't rush it. And the sound of washing water Mm -hmm. or running water and the feeling of water on your skin and the sensation of that and the the pause and the monotony of it that doesn't require any extra brain power is extremely regulating to the body. Mm-hmm. When you approach it that way, when when you're running on fumes and you do everything fast, um, that's when we remain hyper-regulated in our nervous system and our cortisol and our adrenaline is rushing and we're tired and angry and snappy and our margin is small, mm-hmm. but when we slow down, there is a calm that takes over and love. Like if I came to my daughter using the same example and I rubbed her back really fast, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like take her to the, take her to the bed and then just like rubbing her, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, not really calming. Thank you. Yeah. No, <laughs> It's the slow, it's the sacred slow. To put it in the words of Alicia Brit Schole, um, in her book, the sacred slow. Mm-hmm. It's slow that sets the scene for the love of God to invade those places of fear in our story to reestablish safety with God. Mm-hmm. The reason why you procrastinate, the reason why you overwork, the reason why you people please. The reason why you shame yourself, the reason why you overthink things, the reasons why you assume the worst, the reasons why you're a perfectionist. Each of these self sabotage forms is motivated by a need to secure safety. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism secures it by doing things that are right. I am safest when I do things right. Mm-hmm. Um, people pleasing is I'm safest when other people are happy and secure. Mm-hmm um overworking is i'm safest when my i'm being busy and productive and what happened is in your overworking life now the lord has come in and and taught you and told you that instead of being safety of having safety with god in your overworking instead now you're invited into a new motivation where you're no longer overworking um but instead you are safe with God in, um, despite what you produce. Right you know? Yes. I, I'm safe with God, despite the outcome,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, safe with God. Um, actually let
1: me find, I'm going to find it. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. Cause our worth and our identity is not wrapped up in our production. Amen to that. Yeah.
0: I'm safe with God to rest and receive help is mm-hmm. the the love Mm -hmm. um but fear writes the narrative I'm safety when I'm busy and productive Mm -hmm. each of these um has a safety statement that either fear or love authors
2: Mm -hmm. and so
0: this takes time like it's not as simple as understanding like oh she just read me a definition now I just believe it no now you live it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: how you embody it Um, now every moment that you want to race to go get onto another call or whatever the thing is that you overwork or head back to the gym for a second time in the day, you return and you remain with that. I'm actually safe with God to rest and receive help. The work that I've done is finished and obedience is success. I can actually rest and receive care from God because the work, my capacity for work is finished Yes. and, um, and now it's time to wash the dishes. Yeah. I, yes.
1: I love that. I love it too. So, okay. So this is, if people are listening to this, which I know they're going to be like, okay, I need more of this. I want to learn more. How do people find you? How do people get to work with you? What do you have coming up? Cause I know you've got some exciting things that I can't wait to dive into. So Tell us oh, totally.
0: about that. Yeah. So I'm in July. If you're reading, if you're listening to this before um this happens, in July, I'm going to be hosting a two-day event where we're going to be doing an overview on this topic and um doing an overview on the fruit that grows in our life, which is the self-sabotage forms from the soil of fear and what grows from love. And what it looks like to take some practical steps toward clarifying what needs to be valued and honored
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, in order to set the container for you to begin to heal in your story. Um it's gonna be interactive, it's gonna be very intentional and very um purposefully safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and there will be an invitation on the back end of that two-day event if you're wanting to really embody this work, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be taking people on a, on a six-month process of getting this into their bones mm-hmm. from August through the end of this year. Now, if you miss that and you're like, I still am listening to this podcast and I really want to learn and listen and glean from this. Send me a DM. One of the options is a lower um lower investment um, membership that we run through Freedom Academy, mm-hmm. um, a Freedom Movement, which is um, the nonprofit that I work with that does the trauma-informed coaching that I've been a part of for mm-hmm. the last three years. We have lots of trainings. We have um, an online membership. And we even have a coaching certification. If you're a coach and if you're a business owner or if you're a ministry leader and you're like, I want to, like, whatever Tori is saying right now, I want to grow with that sort of community that would equip me to hold people's stories and my own story with care from a trauma informed and a spirit filled in um, a biblically sound perspective, our, tr- our coaching certification is life-changing both for you and the people that you work with. Um, yeah. So send me a message on, on Instagram. I'm torymayhine.com and we can go back and forth and see what you're most interested in. I'll make sure that you're plugged in with whichever resources you're specifically looking for.
1: So, so. incredible. Yeah. So awesome. You're blessing so many people with God going first and I love that so thank you so much for for taking the time to be to be here and to bless me but also the listeners so thank you uh, so Such much. an honor thanks for having me yes have a beautiful rest of your day thank you Tori thanks bye-bye Great.